I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. The World Discipleship Summit is around the corner. It's early July, and the conference is at the end of July. It's going to be an amazing time. In this episode, my wife and I talk about how to make this conference your best ever, some practices to make the most of it so that you don't leave the conference going, man, I I just wish I'd done this or done that. I didn't get out of it what I really thought I was going to. Now's the time to put a little preparation in to make it your best conference ever. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today to talk to you. And today I've got a very special treat. I've got my wife, Pam Skinner, joining me on the program. Honey, great to have you on the program. Oh, thanks for having me. She is the queen of my life, and I'm so fired up to have her share today. We're talking today about how to make the most of a conference. Good topic. Guess what? We've got the World <laughs> Discipleship Summit coming up just in yeah, less than a month. I know. It's it's going to be here before we know it. Yes. It, you know, when I think about conferences in the past, there oh. have been just some amazing conferences. I remember the the Boston World Evangelism Seminars mm-hmm. in the 80s. Yep. Those were like mandatory. We used to fly from San Francisco all the <laughs> yes. way there. You were you were living in Boston. I was. I was. I was really spoiled having all those <laughs> evangelism conferences right there in my hometown. And when we'd have conferences in Asia, when we lived in Japan, mm-hmm. in the Philippines, World Discipleship Summit, there, that was amazing. The Jubilee. Oh, my gosh. That was incredible. Yeah. I think in 94. You know, I can just remember... Mm-hmm events and, and and things from that time period, how yeah. old our kids were. It's just, it's awesome. And I think the amazing thing about conferences is they can change your life. Yeah, they can. That's what I was absolutely thinking. I mean, I think about the most recent ones in St. Louis and then also, you know, before that, San Antonio. Those those are life-changing times. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you get new songs. Yeah. Typically, people are writing songs for it. Yeah. Brian... Um, Brian Craig, he's written songs for the conference, like On the Mountain of the Lord. That was from um, the conference. What was that? I think that was one in San Antonio, right? Yeah, the one in San Antonio uh-huh. in 2012. That, yeah. was, that was a great song. Yeah. So let's get right into it and talk about how you can make this conference fantastic. Because whether you're living overseas and you're coming and spending a lot of money to come, or whether you live next door in Florida, this is going to be an amazing time. But a lot of it depends on how how yeah. well you're prepared for it. If you just kind of stumble onto it, Mm-mm. you can miss about 80% of it. That's so true. But if you can do some preparation in, in advance, it can increase the spiritual impact on your life tenfold yeah, or absolutely. more. So let's talk about just beforehand, what to do before the conference to make the most of the conference. I think first thing is pray beforehand that God gives you what you need. I think it's so important 
to really go to God and start thinking about like, what do I need to grow in? What do I need change in? What what area coming out of COVID and all the stuff that's happened over the past couple of years, what do I need? Mm-hmm. Both for myself and for the ministry that I'm I'm working with. Yeah. And I love the title of the conference, Vision. You know, I think that is so appropriate because like you said, coming out of COVID, I know personally I, I want that. I want vision. And Absolutely. I think you know, just going and going, okay, where where do I need that in my life? You know, in the ministry or my relationship with God and my parenting, my marriage, you know, it's just, it's such a great, great topic. Okay. So starting with just learning what you, what you need to grow in, getting mm-hmm. in touch, being self-aware. I, I think it just starts with just spending some time quiet, quietly with God and just going, okay, what am I thinking about a lot? What am I worried about? What, where, where do I feel weak? Where mm-hmm. do I feel like I'm, I'm not ready for the future? Right. Uh, those are great opportunities rather than just kind of dismissing it and trying to ignore it or run from it, but just spend some time thinking and go, mm-hmm. man, I really need to work in this area. I don't feel very confident in this area. Mm-hmm. I, I think for many of us coming out of, of COVID, I think evangelism has been an area where it's like, it hasn't, it's basically been on, on hold in, right. in many people's lives right. because of people's fear of, of COVID and also, you know, problems with meeting locations and, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, that's that's a that's low hanging fruit. That's a really obvious one. But what else? Your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be any number of things. Right. I think uh, praying about making friends. Yeah, that that's a big one. I mean, I think I, I can think to specific conferences where we happened to have a meal with someone and then we connected and it was like every conference after that, you know, we call them kind of our conference buddies, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we don't live in the same part of the country, but boy, every conference you're like, oh, absolutely. We want to have a meal uh, with that couple. And it, yeah, it, it makes such a difference. I think that's, that's the real benefit of coming to a world discipleship seminar. We, our family of churches is international. We are right. the international church of Christ and it's so important to have the mindset that God is going to lead me to some people that I don't know right now. Right, exactly. I'm going to make some new friends. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little bit of boldness. It takes a little stepping out of your comfort zone, but being but praying in advance about that. Right. That, hey, God, let me make at least one new friend here. Right, absolutely. I, I think it's a mistake if you just spend the entire conference with your best friends from your home church. Oh, I agree. Right. You know, maybe that first day you're a little bit nervous, right? You're like, okay, I've got my girlfriends here, but boy, just branching out, just looking for different people, different connections. I I think that's so, so important. And Mm -hmm. not even just, we haven't even talked about the dating part, but just, just making solid friends. Oh man, it's huge. I mean, it's so important. And then developing partnerships in the ministry. Mm, if if yeah. you are a leader, and and I know many of you are, you're, you're you want to make sure that you're making new friends with other people that you right. can get ideas from. I mean, right. I think about people I've met at the conferences like Ron and Cheryl Hammer. Yeah, let's talk about them. I mean, I didn't really know them, Mm-mm. but I don't know when it was. We we met at a conference, and I mean, I knew of him, right? But spending time with I go, this guy is awesome. I mean, they're such an incredible couple and we've been able to work together Mm -hmm. and and have them over and speak. And I've spoken at their church and you have too. And it's huge. I mean, making those kind of ministry partnerships and connections is so important. And especially with the disconnection that 
this world is kind of pushing us in, yeah. it's important to just fight against it by making more friends. Absolutely. I mean, I think about Randy and Kay McKean. Oh, my gosh. You know, we we have never really been in the same ministry with them. And I think you reached out to him when he was leading the church in Virginia, wanted to get some advice. and uh, But boy, it seemed like every conference we were able to have a meal with them and just built a really, really great friendship. Exactly. I appreciate that. Sari, exactly. um, Sam and Jerry Lang. Right. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. They were like our conference friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like your best friend of all time, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can have a great conference friendship that, that you look forward to meeting each other uh, at the next conference. I mean, that yeah. just having kind of uh, an openness to is important. Okay. So pray beforehand that God gives you what you need and he will, he will lead you to it. And yes. it's so important that yeah. you have that kind of mindset Yes, because you know, there's a, a, such a thing as the reticular activating system. And it talks about how <laughs> this is, if you've ever read a, a self-help book, it always talks about that, that whatever you start praying about thinking about, then God will put that on your heart and you'll be attracted to it. Just like if you want to buy a new Camaro or a new sports car, guess what? The next day you're probably going to see that out there. And so praying about it will definitely uh, allow the spirit to start bringing it to your attention. Absolutely. Next thing before the conference, contact people beforehand that you'd like to spend time with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. Have a plan going into the conference, you know, I mean, I, I think it's good, you know, to keep some open slots, because you never know, right, you know, the spirit's going to work, and you run into somebody in a lobby or in a class, you know, but to have somewhat of a set schedule beforehand, right. I think is really important. I mean, you're, you're so good at this, baby. I mean, you are like the relationship master, <laughs> and you do a lot of <laughs> a lot of work, both for yourself and for us. What's your mindset in terms of like setting up relationship time with people during the conference? Well, I think like right now, even the next couple of days, you know, like I said, there's people that I know we're going to only see at that conference that we haven't seen in years. So I definitely want to get those slots early. I want to, you know, the main dinner times, you know, I want to go in knowing, okay, you know, we're, this is when we're going to be, you know, getting together with John and Barry, you know, Son and Anthony Galang, you know, just different people, um, Ron and Cheryl, you know, people that we, we want to spend time with. We're going to get those slots set. Right. And I know I got a, an email from um, a, a guy that I knew a long time ago from Vietnam named Tian Vu. And right. It was awesome. He said, hey, listen, let's let's get let's go and watch a Tampa Bay game. I heard in one of your podcasts when you interviewed Takeshi Yamazaki that <laughs> Takeshi wants yeah. to see a game in every ballpark in the States. Yes. And so it was awesome. I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so that Sunday morning, we're going to get together and we're going to go see a game. We're going to have church together and, and then we'll go to the ILC in the evening. Yeah. But I go, you know, I'm so happy that yes. he set that up in advance because I'm going to see a lot of people from Asia that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, I'm very excited about seeing Takeshi and Shohei and I yeah, know. all our friends from Asia. It's going, to, it's going to be so special. But if you don't plan it out in right. advance, guess what? Mm-mm. It's not going to happen. No. And there's nothing more frustrating than when you go to a conference and you go, oh, I wish I would have spent time with so-and-so. Or mm-hmm. you see them there and you go, hey, can we get time? And they're like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm totally right. booked up. Now's the time. That's why we're doing this today. It's July 5th. Right. Uh, in America, it's the day after Independence Day. But wherever you're at, it's not too late to really contact people that you want to spend time with and say, hey, let's get together. Right. Absolutely important. And so, 
again, don't worry about people that you normally see. Right. <laughs> you should not be spending time with them unless you are sharing a room with them or something right. like that. Right. Um, you know, it's time to expand the relationship network. Okay. Another thing in in preparing for a great conference. Try to find housing as close to the conference as possible. Yeah, this is important. Boy, we've, we've made that mistake. You know, there's times where we did that. We were right there. And then there's other times where, for whatever reason, I think it was in St. Louis, you know, we had to walk and it's hot and it just, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. So, yeah, I think that's a great, great if, as, if you can get the housing as close to the conference as possible. Yeah, I know Mike Tolliver made a pitch for it. And sometimes you you feel like, oh, I just, I want to save money. I'm going to get an Airbnb, you know, 20 minutes away. It doesn't seem that far. But man, it cuts you off from those late night talks, right. just hanging out. Mm-hmm. The freedom, the relaxation to know I can literally walk to my room. Yeah. And then you can, you just, it like seems seems to double the, the amount of time and, and have the amount of stress that you have during right. the conference. Absolutely. So um, that's something, you know, we're definitely working on. We've got, I know part of it, we're, um, we're right at the conference. Then we have yeah. a place a little bit farther away, but, and it's so important. Yeah, so it is. definitely, definitely want to do that. If you can try to get the hotel that's closest to the conference site. Okay. If you're a speaker, here's my advice. Get all your work done by July 15th. Mm, that's good. That's important. I mean, don't allow yourself to go into the conference focused on your material. No. I mean, that is such a dragon. John Lust talked about this way back on episode number seven or eight. (laughs) And, and you know, you should go back and listen to what he had to say. But you don't want to be that guy. No, you don't. (laughs) I I remember so clearly he's like, he mentioned that, you know, people would be seeing him at the conference and they're teaching a class. And they're like, yeah, bro, I just did my lesson on the plane on the way over, you know, and John's like, no, bro, that, that's not a good look, you know. I would bet that John Les probably has his lesson already done. Oh, I, I'm sure he does. And he's practiced it many, many times. Yes. <laughs> yes. But as for the lesser mortals here, I'm going to set a goal of July 15th for my for my lesson. I want to mm-hmm. get that thing done. Yeah. Why? Because you don't want to go in stressed out. That's, no. I mean, the problem is you're seeing thousands of people. You're seeing tons of people. You want to give them your attention. But right. if in the back of your mind, you're worried about right. your lesson, guess what? You no. can't give all that you have to those people. No, you're cutting out of time. It's like, oh, I got to go back to my room. and Or you're maybe you're missing classes, other classes that oh. you could really benefit from. Because oh you're gosh. like, oh, I got to go work on my class. You know, and it's like, oh, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be that way. And then rehearse it four or five Mm, times and get it critiqued so that it's excellent. Yeah. Great. This is important. And and this can be awkward, but it's so important. I mean, I want to make sure that when I do my lesson, I rehearse it in front of you and then Mm. you can give me feedback and make sure it's a good one because you don't want to tank on this kind of stage. If if you're sharing, even if you're going to do a prayer or whatever, you want it to be really good because people are going a long, long way Right. to hear the best of the best. And yeah. you definitely want to deliver it. Okay, here's another one. <laughs> In preparation for the conference, look your best. Yeah, yep. Okay, look your best. Just imagine this. You're, there's going to be tens of thousands of disciples all there. And you show up and, and you're wearing your... 
Led Zeppelin t-shirt. Yeah, your Led Zeppelin t-shirt. You're wearing your, your <laughs> Nike shorts that you wear to the gym <laughs> that are just baggy. And, and you're wearing your, yeah. you know, your sandals with socks. I mean, guys, <laughs> here's your chance. Go out and, and either buy some new clothes, mm-hmm. couple outfits. Yeah. Now I'm talking to you guys in particular. I don't, yeah. I don't want to offend any anybody else but i want to talk to you guys get some new clothes mm. you know go out and get something that really fits that you feel confident and you just feel like this really looks good yeah or at least your very best clothes go through right. it and think it through now's the time to think it through so okay how can i knock them dead mm. by the clothes that i wear yeah um you know this this is really important right you want to say anything on yeah that? especially if you're a single guy and you're really hoping to meet that special someone and go on some dates. I mean, first impressions, you know, I mean, of course we're all right. We love God and, you know, we're, we're spiritual people, but you know, the Bible even talks about, you know, that the way we look, it's important. And so I think that first impression uh, matters. So yeah, take that time to do those extra things for the conference. It takes so little to get prepared, but it's just, it shows you're a person who's thought of everything. It shows you're a person who's making this life count because you pay attention to the little details. Mm-hmm. I think getting your hair cut, if you're a guy. Yeah. I mean, don't don't go in shaggy with hair on the back <laughs> of your neck. You know, you're like, oh, I should have gotten a haircut. No, you need to get a haircut. Yeah. Not the day of, but maybe three or four days so you can grow in grow it in a little bit. <laughs> but you, you want to be looking sharp yeah, because absolutely. you want to give a great imp- impression. and. You might have heard this before, but, you know, in the Bible, back in, in the time of the the prophet Samuel and David, mm-hmm. God told Samuel, he said, listen, man looks at the outward appearance, right. but God looks at the heart. Right. And you cannot escape the fact Mm-mm. that we look at the outward appearance. Right, right. And we make an evaluation instantaneously based yeah. on if a person's put together. Right. It's important. And I don't think you need to go spend a million bucks. No, no, you don't. But you need to look clean. You got to mm-hmm. get rid of the clothes that have spots on them. Yeah. You know, holes in them. And just yeah. go, I, I want to look good. Right. Yes. Really good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next thing in preparation, confess any sin prior to the conference so you're free in your spirit and confident. Mm, that's a great one. Okay. You, kn- you know that there's going to be challenging lessons at this conference. Yeah. And you don't want to be sitting there feeling like, oh, man, I am totally feel terrible because of my sin in my life. Why not confess it beforehand? Right, right. So that you're not just just burdened and, and heavy and, and dark right. before the conference. Instead, just go, hey, I need to pull someone aside and just you know talk to somebody. Say, hey, give me five minutes. Give me 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just want to download where I've been at going right. into this conference. Mm-hmm. Here's the things I've been wrestling with. And again, it ties back to that earlier point about figuring out what you need to grow in. Right. When you bring it out into the light, one, you feel more relaxed. Mm-hmm. You, you grab hold of the grace of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, purifying yourself from all sin. That's first John one, but you just feel happier. Right. You want Absolutely. To add on that? Yeah, no, I think that's so important. You know, you don't, you don't want to have that burden, uh, you know, and that dark cloud over you where, you know, and, and of course you're going to get convicted. Things are going to come up. You're going to have some really deep talks, but I think going into the conference where you feel really ready, free, 
um, yeah, where you just don't feel burdened, but you're you're ready to move forward. You're, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And if there's sin in your life, yeah. guess what? You're not going to be confident. No, nope. you won't be initiative with people. You'll be afraid. You know, right. like what does it say? The wicked man runs though no one no one follows. I mean, right. it's just you're you're going to be non-initiative. You won't be your best self if right. there's sin burdening you. Right. Absolutely. Okay. We're just talking about how to prepare in advance for the conference. Mm-hmm. Another thing is have a quiet time leading up to, and especially the morning of the first day of the conference. Yeah, Make sure that you are in a happy, positive, faithful mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's so important. And, you know, I, I think it, for everybody it's different, you know, but I think you have to realize going to this conference, how many scriptures and lessons you're going to hear. But I do think that prayer time, just really setting your mind, asking the Holy Spirit to work, you know, I, I think is really important. And I think even leading up to the conference, you know, maybe you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I have not been consistent in my quiet time. So, well, gosh, right now, what a great time. Right. right. You're almost right. a month out. You could just, you know, make some changes, get in some better habits so that you really are feeling really good about where you're at in the conference and, and God can just show you things and, and take you higher. Right. I think that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what I remember Sam Lang saying one time, he said, hey, you could fall away at one of these conferences. What he meant is that you're so busy. <laughs> right. It's hard to have time of devotion or reflection. Right. I mean, you, you wake up and maybe you have a breakfast appointment with somebody right. and you're not really praying. You're just hustling around. So I, I, th- I agree with Pam. I, I think you're so right, baby. It's like you're going to get a lot of Bible from right. all the classes that's probably of lesser importance, mm-hmm. but I do think at least five or 10 minutes right. of, of reflection, time of prayer, right. going for a walk around the block right. by yourself to talk to God so that you feel ready spiritually to go mm-hmm. into those conferences. It's, it's high, high octane. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing is having some good news to share, being prepared you know, consider how you may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Mm. It takes a little bit of forethought because it's so easy to come into a conference and, and, and people, uh, you know, the question is going to be to you, how are you doing? Right. How are things going in, you know, Tucson or how are things going in Oklahoma City? Right. Or Tulsa. And you you don't want to be thinking, sitting there and, and have a silence for like 10 right. seconds. Right. Like, uh, right. well, we're still meeting. You yeah. <laughs> we're still there. Right. Instead, you want to be able to have some bullet points to share. Right. Yeah, we had a baptism last week. I, I'm really doing great. Mm-hmm. My kids are doing great. Whatever it is that's positive and, and, and authentic, share it. Right. No, I think that's a good point. And, you know, of course we want to be real, you know, you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, everything's just going great. And you don't have any challenges, but no, I, I do think that is uh, important just to come in to think, okay, what am I going to share? That's going to build somebody else up. That's going to encourage them. And then sure. There's always tons of areas that we need to grow in. Okay. And so the, the work before the conference, is there anything I missed there, babe? No, no. I think, you, you know, the only thing I would add is that <clears throat> when you're at the conference, it's going to take a lot out of you. And so I would encourage people to make sure that like physically, emotionally, even the week before that um, you're getting rest, that you're just, you're taking care of yourself, that you're not, don't go into the conference where you've had like two nights beforehand and you haven't slept 
um, I, I just think emotionally and physically just being ready because it's taxing. It I mean, is. You're, you're busy, you're giving, you're, you know, you're going to come home from the conference really, really tired. Mm-hmm. So I think the more that you can go in feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm filled up, I'm ready, I'm, I'm strong spiritually, I'm strong physically, I, you know, I'm ready to go. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about at the conference, how can you make this uh, uh, absolutely fantastic time? I think number one, being loving to every person who's in front of you. Yeah, this is I want, good. I want you to imagine you're going to be surrounded by people, people you don't know. You'll see a few people that you knew from the past. I mean, there's tons of people. People will be talking to you and you'll be introducing yourself. And it's challenging because you'll come in and you'll be thinking, I got to find a seat. Right. And guess what? This person who barely you barely know, they're going to come up and start talking to you. And you're thinking, I gotta go find a seat. I'm supposed to, I'm looking for Joe. And he's supposed to be holding a seat for me. Right. And you're looking over that person's shoulder. You're anxious. You're you're, you know, you've got closed body language. You're kind of tapping your toes. You're like, okay, all right, all right, see you, bro. Bye. I gotta go. Right. right. And you're not loving. Mm-mm. So it's so important to think through and just go, okay, I'm gonna be loving to every person that God puts in front of me. Right. And I think one one thing that helps me is in Acts chapter 17, Paul shares, he said, God has determined the times and places mm. for every man. And, and I think this is a great conviction point to have. It's like, okay, the people I run into, God's God's guided them there. Right. I mean, look at Jesus's ministry. He got right. interrupted. Yeah. He got his clothes, he got his robe pulled by the, the bleeding lady. He got you know, interrupted. He got yelled at by by blind people on the side, blind Bartimaeus, and mm. there was a lot of of craziness. But Jesus seemed calm right. and loving, right. and he gave his full attention. Mm-hmm. That's how you want to be at this conference, right? I think that's such a great point. I can just remember certain conferences or leadership conferences. Um, you know, where I've gone in and I'm like, Oh, I got to find so-and-so I got to find so-and-so. And And I'm like scanning the room. And then I realize that I'm just, you know, not being very loving to the person that's like right in front of me. And so, um, I know that we had talked about, um, we love that quote, right? It's, uh, I think it's from Jimmy Carter or something that Jimmy Carter mentioned, right? Um, that you only have to have two loves in your life for God and for the person in front of you at any particular time. I just love that. I love that too. Yeah. I read a biography of, of president Carter and he had kind of a, his presidency wasn't that great, but he was a very um, principled Christian man. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he comes from a Christian background and after he left the presidency, he was out door knocking. If you can believe it, he wow. was, he was reaching out with a young Hispanic man and he was blown away by how loving this guy was hmm. to the people that they met when they when they door knocked. So can, you can imagine the president, <laughs> former president of the United States, door knocking. That'd be that'd be cool if he knocked on my door. <laughs> but he asked him. He said, "How can how can you be so loving? I mean, just hmm. to everybody." And, he, and that's what he shared. You yeah. only have to have two loves in your life, right? For God, and for the person in front of you at any particular mm-hmm. time. What a great makes it so simple. Right. It does. It really does. And I, I would say too, that, you know, even when we're like getting together in the bigger crowds, because typically you are going to, you know, whether it's you're sitting with your family or you're sitting with, you know, your friends, you know, um, but just, yeah, just making sure that you look around and, and just introducing yourself, really going out of your way, 
you know, sometimes we can just get kind of stuck in a rut. And I just think that's so important to just look around and just introduce yourself, give some hugs. Where are you from? Right. You know, just, just create that, that chemistry right away. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, smile. Yeah. Don't be uptight. Be as warm and as loving as you can to everyone you meet. Absolutely. I mean, I don't care if you just don't feel like you have time, man, just pour mm-hmm. on the love, smile, and let right. people know they're important because right. everyone is important. Mm-hmm. They are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, okay. So let's keep moving. So at the conference, of course, be loving to every person in front of you, whoever it might be. Right. Just be ready to give. Just mm-hmm. say, whoever it is, I'm going to give them my best. It doesn't have to be forever. Nope. You know, it's, it's not a time to share your whole life history or your Mm-mm. personal body aches or anything like that, <laughs> but you can be loving in a short period of time. Okay, what else? Sit in the front rows toward the middle. Okay, sometimes we come to these conferences and we think, I'm just going to sit in the way back. Okay, I would just say, you know, I remember at conferences in the past, I'd be way up in the nosebleed section. Right. And I'd be nervous about sitting in the front because I thought, oh, that's reserved for all the important people. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's more of an indication of my mindset and right. my own you know, insecurity and, Mm -hmm. and fear at the time. But I just go, listen, you're important and you want to be up in the action. Right. And just sit up toward the front if you can. And, and, and don't be afraid to get up there and mix it up with people right right up in the front. So you're not just missing all the action. You you want to be able to see that speaker, right? Not on the big screen, but actually live. Right. And I think what that's going to mean is you're going to have to plan. You're going to have to time-wise get there early. And, you know, that's that can be a challenge, right? Um, and for some of us. But I think just making a decision that you're going to get there 10, 15 minutes early to get a good seat, to look around and, you know, be loving and engage with people you don't know. But I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And listen, if you're a young Christian or younger or you younger leader, listen, Everyone is important. You're important. Get right up there and meet everybody all around you, older people, younger people. Don't don't be intimidated. Mm -mm. When you're listening to the lesson, engage with the speaker. Smile to them. Nod. Lean forward. Show them by your body language that you are into it. Yeah. Uh, It's not a time to to take a nap there and Mm -mm. and lean back. Instead, get engaged. You know, your your body will help you to really get the most out of a lesson. Yeah. Take notes. Bring a notebook. Yeah. It, it will help you to remember. You're going you're gonna to be getting so many lessons. If you don't take notes, you'll forget a lot of it. Right. That's so, I think that's so important. Taking notes, uh, maybe even bringing a paper Bible. Mm-hmm. How about that? Wow. Back in the old day, you know. <laughs> old school. Old school. Old school. <laughs> I think that's very important, and it will make it so much more fun for you mm-hmm. if you're ready and you're ready to take notes. Okay, after a lesson, approach the speaker and thank him or her for the lesson. Yeah. Now, this really is an old school practice yes. that used to be very common, but it's somehow, I don't know what happened to it, but it doesn't happen anymore very much. And that's where it's going to... Unless you speak, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember as a young Christian, man, if yeah. there was a speaker, I don't, if, yeah. even if it was just a normal Sunday at home, right? you would go up, you would wait in line, and yeah. you would go talk to that person and share what you learned from their lesson. Right. You'd respond to the lesson. You'd want to share, hey, thank you so much. This is what I got out of this. Just there was that response, and you wanted to share right away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so what I'd say is go up to the speaker, 
right after the lesson, give your name, where you're from, mm-hmm. give your name a couple times yeah. because they may not hear you or they might be distracted and then share what you learned right. and what you want to apply from their lesson. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this as a speaker, there's nothing more encouraging mm. than when someone comes up and said, Hey, this is what I got out of your lesson. Right. That person has put hours and hours, days yes. and days into yeah. that lesson. And then you come up and you say, man, that was a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Here's what I got out of it. It's yeah. so encouraging. So encouraging. And then share what you're trying to grow in because you've already prepared because we talked about it already and ask if they have any advice. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you make a connection with a, a, a speaker. That person might become a, a, a person that you have a good relationship with. Right. Right. I think that's so important. So that's a great practice to get into even at home when you go back to your home church. Uh, next thing, try to meet all the leaders organizing the conference and thank them for putting it together. Wow. Okay. You're going to see Marshall Mead there. He yeah. leads the church in Orlando. He's been putting the scene together for like wow. years. I mean, talk about a hero. Yes. What thank a you. Thank you, Marshall. Wow. And I think it's a and great. And his op- wife, Sean. Yes. And, and Sean. And yeah. so you see them say, hey, thank yeah. you so much. I'm having a great time. Just... Give them a hug. Right. Let them know that their work is not in vain. Right. I, I think it's a, just a nice gesture to do. Yeah. And I think anybody that's serving at the conference, right. you know, you can do that for the, the guys working the AV, you know, right. the ushers, people that are greeting, right? They're taking their time out to serve. Exactly. And so I think, yeah, just having that mindset, I'm just going to be a thankful person. Thank you for serving, bro. You know, thank you, sis. It's great. What a great conference. Okay. Next thing. Use meal times to go out and meet other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't get hung up on the cuisine. Okay, <laughs> those meal times are really important. Yeah, but, you know, I've I've gone to conferences and then we spent most of the time looking for a restaurant. Right. That's frustrating. Yeah, rather than just saying, "Hey, let's just go to what's easy and close." Right. right. Don't 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 waste time. Right. The food is of secondary importance. Exactly. Don't, don't spend thirty minutes on what you're going to choose at the, at the meal. At the restaurant. No. Just know what you want. Look at the, glance at the menu once, right. pick, and then just move on. Yeah, exactly. Any <laughs> thoughts there, babe? Yeah, no, I think I think that's important. Yeah, just, yeah, it's, the most important thing is the people that you're spending time with. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. You may have set up time with this, this couple or this person. You're like, oh, I'm really excited to go out with them. And then all of a sudden, someone else wants to come along. Yeah. Just let it happen. Right. I, I wouldn't try. It's, it's really hard to have just time just with a, a special couple. Right. And oftentimes another couple wants to join in. Maybe that person knows somebody else and they want them to join. Yep. Just be open and relaxed right. about because you don't know the importance of meeting that person. Right. Being flexible, you know, because things are going to happen. You know, there might even be, you know, people that have to cancel, you know, that might happen where you're like, oh, you're so excited about this dinner plans. And then somebody gets sick or there's a, 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 they're called away to some sort of a meeting that you weren't aware of, you know what I mean? But then, then just be flexible. Just trust that there's somebody else that you're supposed to have a meal with. Right. And don't be afraid to just say, Hey, my, my appointment fell through my, do you mind if I crash your, your dinner or your lunch? Is that okay? And they may say, oh, I'm sorry, we're. We're already maxed out. Say, no problem. Just go ask somebody else. Mm-hmm. But don't just go back to your room and watch Netflix. No, okay. no, that's not the time. Don't do that. No okay. way. Okay, next thing. Try to make friends at the conference. Yes. Okay, here's how you can do it. Number one, remember people's names. You're mm-hmm. going to be flooded with a whole bunch of people's names. Yeah. So when somebody says their name, 
Pay attention. Yeah. Repeat it in the conversation. Ask them to spell it if you need to. There's, you know, a lot of people from overseas, from different places, even write it down in your notebook. Mm. And and it's really important and it will blow people away if you can remember people's names right. it's after powerful. meeting them. Mm-hmm. And I, I've run into situations so many times where I asked somebody their name, immediately forgot it, and then felt embarrassed the rest of the conversation because I couldn't remember their name. Right. That, that It's easy to have happen. And, and then you end up saying, hey, bro, or hey, sister. And yeah, then, tell me your name one more time. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But just mm-hmm. remember people's names makes a big difference. Ask questions. Yes. Yep. This is so important, uh, you know, to, to make friends. You, you, you want to get to know them. You're going to, you want to, you have to show interest in them. This is, this is probably the, my biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Is, yep. is when people, we, I introduce myself, I meet somebody, and then guess what? Mm-mm. They just go on a f- five to ten minute ramble about their lives, about you know how they their knee is out of joint and they they've had a couple you know, I mean just different stuff and they just kind of share their life story. Right. And they ask me no questions. It's right. totally a one way conversation. Right. It's a monologue. It's not a dialogue. No, that's not. The, you're not going to feel close to that person. No. And no. you and I, I'm just sitting there going, I I want to get away from this conversation. Right. And so it's so important to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Hey, where are you from? Right. What do you do for work? What do you like to do in your free time? Mm-hmm. How long have you been in that city? Right. How yeah. long have you been a Christian? How long have you been a Christian? Yeah. You know? Right. I think that's so important. So really ask questions. Mm-hmm. Don't dominate the discussion. No, don't do it. Encourage, praise, or thank, thank people freely. Say, mm-hmm. man, it's great to be with you. Thank yeah. you so much. And exchange numbers. Yeah. Because you might have a lifelong friendship there and you don't even know it. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the dating aspect. Oh, yes. That is, yep. That's very important. Okay. If you're single, you're in campus or you're a single adult, this could be a life-changing conference for you. Yes. I think about Dom Munson. Dom is a disciple in our church here in Tucson. Guess what? Um, A sister from our church, Tabby Gully, that was her name, she went to a conference in ICMC a few years ago, and she was in an elevator with my daughter, Anne, and in walked Dom Munson. And guess what? They introduced each other, and now they're married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the short version yes, of it. Yes, yes. He was living in New Jersey at the time, and then he moved out here. Right. Yeah. They didn't know each other before. Nope. They met at the conference, mm-hmm. and now they're married. Yeah. And I it go, can happen. That can happen to you. Yes. It could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but right. things happen. They have mm-hmm. happened. And you just got to be open to it. And this is where people get so sensitive. They go, oh, no, you know, don't. No, I listen, be open to what God may do. Right. And so what what are some things that people can do, babe? Well, I think you, you need to be bold. I think you, you know, um, you need to be open, obviously, to what God's doing and how he's working. But I think when you're in a conference and, and you know, the singles are going to be in the singles track, right? Most likely. So just going out of your way, putting your, you know, putting yourself out there, meeting as many people as you can and going on as many dates as you can. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I, I would, if a single person's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, haven't really gotten very organized. I'm like, no, shame on you. you. You need to have a plan going into the conference. And maybe it's it's talking to women beforehand, setting up dates, but then also being flexible there and looking for people that you also want to get to know better. So I think it, it's going to be an amazing time for the singles there. Definitely. I think taking recommendations from others is yep. really important, being mm-hmm. open, because 
this is a relatively small family of churches. Right. And so there's only like two or three degrees of separation. Right. Someone knows somebody. That it's true. And, and, and yeah. they can help you. Exactly. And you got to be open to that. And say, yeah. So if someone says, oh, there's someone I want you to meet, just say, okay, no problem. Right. Let's, let's, let's do meet. it. Let's mm-hmm. go out. That's, yep. that's fine. And if you have a date with a person, write a thank you yeah, card. Yeah, that's important. I think I was going to mention that earlier, bringing a stack of thank you notes, mm-hmm. whether it's for the speaker, whether it's for somebody you had a great conversation with that you want to make a, you know, a friendship in the future, but then also on dates. Yeah, write those thank you cards. Right. I think, okay, this is one thing I want to kind of double back on. Um, Ask good questions mm-hmm. if you're going on a date and don't only talk about yourself. Yeah, that's, this that's is, key. This is what will make you completely unattractive to the opposite sex. Yeah, absolutely. Is if you just monologue it the whole time mm-hmm. and you're talking about how great you are and right. about how amazing <laughs> your quiet times are and the eyes of that sister are totally glazing over right? because you're just all into yourself right? because you're nervous and so you're doing all the talking. It's like, Right. Ask great questions. Yeah, that's so important. Make it light. Make it mm-hmm. fun. Right. Exactly. You know, just have laugh. a good time. Have yeah. a good time. Just talk yes. about what's what's cracking you up these days. What, yeah. what <laughs> where you're having a good time. Now, when you're choosing classes, this mm. is always a tough one because there's yes. so many. Oh, good this classes. is good, honey. And there's there's a couple ways to go about it. I think number one, trying to figure out first if there's something, a title or a topic that deals with something that you want to grow in right. for sure. That may, right. that's a no brainer. You definitely want to go to that class. Right. But I also will choose classes based on who's speaking. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's maybe not the topic that I was originally interested in. If mm-hmm. I, have, if I've got a favorite speaker, I go, oh, man, I just love the guy's preaching or their life is inspiring or their ministry is inspiring. I'm going to that class. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. That That's really what I do. Now, the great thing is all the classes are recorded, correct? So, you know, um, you can go back and listen to them. But yeah, that's what I'll do too, is I'll, you know, especially with the women, I'll think, okay, who, who, oh yeah, I want to go hear her. I'm, I want to be inspired by her. I want to hear what she has to say. I want to know what's going on in her life. Mm. Absolutely. Now, I want to talk to you if you're not registered for this conference. Listen, yeah. and, and especially if you're single. Mm-hmm. Say, listen, change your mind and go to the conference. Right. Just sign up. Yeah, just do. I mean, yeah. I've, I've heard about people that are not going and they're yeah. single. I go, listen, these are great opportunities you don't want to miss Mm-mm. because no. you may end up going, meeting somebody that can change your life. Absolutely. I think it's and, so important. And that's not the primary reason you're going, but you've got to be open right. when God presents an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, obviously you're there to learn and to grow. Um but catching a vision for your life, That's you know, right. uh, finding that partner, I, I think it's absolutely important. Absolutely. Because people who want to grow, they want to make their life count. They, they want to live a no regrets life. Guess what? They're going to be at this conference. Absolutely. And if by listening to this podcast, that's the kind of person you are. You want to be where those type of people are absolutely. because those are the kind of people you want to spend your life with. Right. Absolutely, honey. I couldn't agree more. And so... Listen, I'm really excited to to meet you and to talk to you at the conference. I want to say thank you so much for the support that I've received from this podcast. But I want to ask a favor. I want to ask, please come up and talk to me yeah. and to Pam mm-hmm. at the conference. I look forward to just giving you a great big hug and meeting you face to face if we haven't met already. But, uh, you know, I had a great time at this Georgia conference. Yeah. 
the campus conference, campus training program conference. Conference. It was great to meet Ben Smith. Yes, he, he was so. He was what a sweetheart. Yeah, he gave us a big hug and he told me he's like, Pam, I've listened to every episode. I think I've only missed two. I'm like, what well, way to go, Ben? It was awesome. I just made a connection yeah, there, and yeah. it was great. We sat together at, yeah. during the classes mm-hmm. and made a new friend, and it was just yeah. awesome. So, Ben, I look forward to talking to you, and in Orlando, I know you'll be there. But let's let's talk. If you enjoy the podcast, look for me, uh, and I look forward to talking to you. Have a great time. Listen, this is going to be a great time. Prepare for it. Get ready for it. Yeah. And expect God to do miracles. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no-regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.